Good morning, everyone. I bring greetings and Jay Masihi. I thank and praise God for another opportunity to come together. And we are in the last two months of this year. And uh, we thank and praise God for this month of November. And I'm sure one or two of our new friends join much later. And you are Cheryl's mom. Welcome, Cheryl's mom and Cheryl's brother. And they are our long-time family friends. Praise the Lord. And similarly, even if somebody is still not welcomed, welcome one and all. My, my heart also is so thrilled. I have lots to share about the camp. So I am not given the permission by Brother Joseph to share. So I will hold it. Shall we look to God in prayer? Father God, your word is such a precious treasure for us. You have revealed all the things that we need for our life, that is spiritual fruit. Today, feed us, O oh Lord, as we pay attention to the listening and hearing of your word. Let the Spirit of God ring his sweet sounding voice in our ears, so that, Lord, we be the doers of your word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. This book, Colossians, is something very unique book by the way this unfolds lots of things. The title might look very simple or rather straightforward, but I don't know how much you understand by this very title also. And why? Because don't go by simplicity of the title. Probably this was the longest chapter that was read out to you. I was asked by Saint Paul, you are guessing who the Saint Paul, to read out. You want to know? He sent a text message in the morning. Paul, just go to Colossians chapter 4. Please open your Bibles. Please don't hesitate to open your digital Bible. And chapter 4 verse 16. What does Paul say there? Anybody wants to read it out? Yeah, go ahead. Let us see. How do we work with Bible back and forth? Chapter 4 verse 16. Yes. After this letter has been read out to you, see that it is also read in the church in Laodicea and it is also read in Delhi Bible Fellowship STC. Therefore, you listen to a long reading. If we are not going to read Bible, scripture, I think then we will miss out. More than hearing uh, preaching, it is also required we read the scripture to understand the scripture. Okay, as I hinted, life in Jesus. Oh, that we all know. We have to have a life in Jesus. Let me take you through the book of Colossae, a quick glimpse also for all of us to understand. Someone was mentioning about Rurkela, Bukaro, then Ranchi. What these three places are known for? Steel. <laughs> yeah, Sister Ma'am, Florence comes from the steel units there. Okay, these are the steel 
plants where they are heavyweight, heavy uh, steel plant, you know, items are made. And well, the moment you hear Bokaro, it's called Steel City, Raukela Steel Plant, Vishayapatnam Steel Plant, Ranchi, heavy, you know, heavy engineering works. All these things have their significance. What is Colossus significant for? Important for? Anything? Your guess? Oh, it's written in Bible. That's true, very true. It's written in Bible. Yeah. It's here. There you go. Okay. Now, just look at, this is the place called Colossae. And these are the places, most of these places are all Paul visited. And you see something called Ephesus. Okay, I hope we will improve soon our digital media and we are praying for that. God willing, soon all these things will come. And Corinth, Paul, he is from Tarsus, that is his hometown. And then he came to Antioch and then met with Jesus and then traveled all the way. He, that's all his places of travel. Finally, he ended his journey on the fourth journey in Rome where he's supposed to have been martyred or, you know, beheaded and that was the last home in Rome. Now, think of Colossae. This is the place called Asia Minor and the present-day Colossae is now in the country called Syria and this in the whole of Bible known as Asia Minor. So what is Colossae very famous for? Now it is famous for, it is completely buried. There is no present-day Colossae. There were earthquakes that had swallowed. Well, but then the church also got swallowed up. Look at this Colossae became very significant in terms of Paul addressing the church. Paul addressing the church. And this way, yeah, this is just to indicate the Paul's last journey. I should show you. Finally, he took off and he was traveled, you know, in this fourth journey, the last journey, he traveled to Rome. From there, from the prison, he is supposed to have written this book. These are all called, this book of uh, Colossae, Colossians and Ephesians, Philemon, supposed to have been written from prison. He is in prison at Rome. And from there, he is addressing the people of God. And Colossae is one place he has not physically gone. Then who made the church there? If you know, there is a person who is coming here in verse 7, Ephaphras. You learned it from Ephaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. He is a Gentile. He came to know the Lord by the ministry Paul was carrying out here in the Ephesus, where Paul has ministered. And hearing the word for nearly two years, in that short span of time, he learned the very gift of salvation and the profound nature of church and he proceeded to Colossae his place and he established a church. Last week, 
there were a couple of people who migrated from our STC to Greater Noida. Whether anybody who was involved in any of the church planting, I'm very frank to ask you. Were you there in any of the new church coming up, like now Sumalini, George, and uh, Brother Dina and Sister Prema, you know, becoming part of the new church, a brand new congregation coming up? Well, I can say very honestly, you know, I was uh, instrumental in starting a small congregation in Chandigarh and in Pathankot. And, you know, I can very quickly relate with Ephaphras. I was a young boy, you know, having left uh, my hometown and migrated to some unknown place without knowing the language, trying to bring in the people, preach the gospel and gather, identify some believers and then teach them the word for years, two years. And here, thanks be to God, you know, our brothers and sisters who are starting a new congregation, you know, they are all of believers. And I also understand, you know, Jasmine's father, who is a great pioneer in Maharashtra. So, to start a church, it called for a real deep commitment, understanding of the gospel, and uh, the understanding of the mysteries of Jesus Christ, and that's how Ephaphra was instrumental in starting the church. So Colossian church, Paul has not visited. But I want to bring your attention to the way Paul introduced these people in his writing. Pay attention to chapter 1 verse 1 following. Colossae chapter 1 verse 1 following. Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy our brother to the holy and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae. Paul is the one he has a very standard way to address or give the greetings, salutation, salam, shalom, jai masiki, jai ishiki, and he has a typical way. I as an apostle, that does mean uh, he is trying to promote himself. Well, he was called by the Lord, anointed by the Lord. He was interested to carry out the ministry to spread the gospel. Therefore, he had the boldness, confidence, anointing to claim himself to share this. And who is a companion? Timothy. He had come there to the prison. Probably he was jotting down what Paul was dictating. And how is he addressing a holy and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae? Look at the fondness to the brothers and sisters whom he has not seen. And in the recent days, I'm getting a lot of, you know, connections to come to this church who have not seen. But the fondness, because we are the people of God. So, Paul is kind of taking this church and is going to give very important truths about Christ-centeredness or where Christ is in their life. Christ is in their life. When I say life in Jesus Christ, you all have to understand in this context. You all have Jesus, right? And therefore you are called Christ Christian, Christ in. So, Paul is trying to bring in the very fact how 
these people in Colosse have to be Jesus century and in that I am going to cover from verses 15 to 23 first where Paul is bringing the attention of the preeminence of Christ remember this particular letter discloses the Christology doctrine of Jesus Christ they are more to do with bringing the truth about Christ why the church in Colossae they started deviating with certain heresies they were kind of taken away by certain practices they were trying to bring knowledge and asceticism you know do's and don'ts don't eat this fruit don't eat this bread don't drink that water and this became very legalistic why the kind of culture they lived with the kind of uh, influence they had they started bringing number of things which are not connected to Jesus Christ as we've been you know hearing about the camp we were ensuring the salvation this has to be ensured time and again why to avoid heresies avoid wrong teachings avoid building our salvation upon our works and here Paul wanted to remind the people about the preeminence of Jesus Christ what does he say from verse 15 here you I have listed them down he is the creator of things in heaven and on earth yeah we all of us know what is there very specific he has to say and it is because those days people were trying to see okay we the mortals you know we are useless and this is full of evil and you know it is some other God who created the world and therefore he needed to make them ensure okay our camp scene ensure that Jesus Christ is all about the preeminent uh, God or the one who is uh, supreme or who is greater in the church and in him everything is sufficient so he is listing all these things down if you just pay attention from verse 15 onwards image of the invisible God we read from John chapter 1 he was with God and the word was with him and he became flesh and the one we have seen and similarly Paul is trying to again bring that point and he's a firstborn over all creation by him all things were created things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible so what is he driving home in the church we may think oh Jesus Christ is all about what is their great idea about it but then the point is we will forget Jesus in the flow of our life and start paying attention to number of do's and don'ts we say Christianity is not based on the do's and don'ts it is based on the person Christ Jesus that's exactly this uh, Paul is driving home to the Colossians remember how much you recognize the preeminence of Christ in your life? He is 
the most powerful god he is above all power he is before all things and he is the head of the body the church he is the beginning and the first born among the dead so that everything he might have the supremacy of god verse 19 for god has pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things on things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross so life in christ is gives you his headship in your personal life also just remember in the book of colossians or epistle written to colossians Paul talks about the headship or preeminence or supremacy of Jesus and the text in found in Colossae almost replicates in the book of Ephesians he, he wrote to Ephesians and there he talks more on the body or the functioning of the church the body of Christ Jesus so the point is how much Jesus Christ is head for you head for the church if so how shall we conduct ourselves and then he goes on to the next thing where i like to take you back to the first paragraph paul is addressing the church here he says verse 3 after telling them or rather giving them the important the supremacy and the headship and preeminence of Jesus Christ he in the beginning of the introduction of the letter he is addressing this one i have kept knowingly for the second point why then now you will understand how much he has presented this church something as a model church that produces in the life in Christ Jesus i would mean that way results of life in christ what does he list here number 1 he says faith love from hope do you recognize these three phrases the terms the jargon where do you get these three phrases from which is first corinthians chapter 13 verse 13 Paul lavishes these three words across his epistles. I would turn your attention to verse four, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all saints, the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven, and that you have already heard about. in the word of truth the gospel that has come to you see the way he is showing the produce of life in jesus christ we all know all these three things are interlinked faith love and hope although paul brings love is among top of all these three but then paul repeatedly brings these phrases in all across the uh, various epistles to show this church's characteristic resulting producing in life in jesus christ 
I want to make for you to recall in your life how much faith, love from hope is springing in you because of gospel. And then he goes on to say this fruit bearing in gospel growth. If you look at the way that how the Colossae has grown up, it's so interesting. Verse 6, that he has come, uh, that has come to you all over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. Look at the way. It is multiplying. Now this is what the important question for us. Fruit bearing in gospel growth. Are we growing people? I want to bring to your knowledge the stagnant water. Have you seen a stagnant water anywhere? Which is stuck for some time without any flow. The mass keeps forming across. You know, uh, alligator keeps coming up and then it starts stinking. I lived in the village uh, set up many years. So, I know the stagnant water finally becomes stale. Similarly, a Christian life, out because of the gospel that has come to you, if you are stagnant, we will become stale. That's, you know, nobody can, you know, kind of come and argue with me. Christian life is a flowing life. Jesus, what he gave, it's a well of water. And it will become rivers of living water when the Holy Spirit is in you. And it has to flow. And it has to reach out others. You are the witnesses. Here, the church in Colossae was producing, because of life in Christ, the fruit because of the gospel. And they were resulting in their faith, love and hope and the growth around the world. Are we growing in Delhi? And then also you see there is a spirit of fruit. Verse 7. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf. And he who also told us of your love in the spirit. Love in the spirit comes as a, a fruit of the spirit. And then if you keep reading further. For this reason, since the day we have heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through the spiritual wisdom, understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. And this is the important thing. Paul, without even meeting those people, on hearing report from or uh, through Ephraim, he is giving his applause and praise. Are your lives praiseworthy in this manner? That somebody comes and tells, Brother Michael is serving the Lord and his life is filled with knowledge, understanding and wisdom and fruits. I just took my name for example. Can I take your name? 
and can I go and report in your hometown or because most of us who are here, you know, I don't know how many are originally from Delhi, maybe Sheetal will say, I'm from Delhi, oh, 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 there are two more, couple of more people. And so all of us who gather from outside Delhi, if I go back to your hometown, can I carry a report like this? Because our brother, our sister, they are in Christ, they have life in Christ, and they produce this many things in their lives. And therefore, it's time, like as Paul mentioned, can we produce these fruits of the Spirit? Filled with wisdom, understanding and knowledge of God. How will they be exemplified, manifested, demonstrated in your life? And then Paul goes on to the last paragraph to, you know, display this particular thing. When you have life in Christ or Christ in you and his, you know, preeminence or his headship is in you and the produce is in you, there are a number of other things. There is a power in life in Christ Jesus. Do you experience this power in life in Christ Jesus? Look at the way, what does it, the power mean? That doesn't mean, you know, I start praying for all of you, everybody, you know, feel the kind of healing or, you know, speaking in unknown language or, you know, doing so many things. More than that, he says, what does the power do for him? I would like to turn your attention to chapter 1 and verse 23, last portion. This is the gospel that you heard that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Apostle he called himself and he calls himself a servant. After presenting the duty of the church, how the Colossians bring, is, is uh, you know, mushrooming then, he is now talking about himself as a servant. That's where the power comes. The power of God was upon Jesus and he came to serve. Are we holding the power of the Lord Jesus by having life in Jesus? Are you becoming a servant? And then he says, he is saying, present the word of God in its fullness. Many a times, you know, if you notice, we are people with favorite verses. Okay, and Uncle L.T.J. Chandran and recently Brother, you know, our Manoj, Reverend Manoj Vargas in all their sermons kept telling us, we the Christian believers are happily having a holy Passover. We don't read all the Bible verses in its context. That's why I made it sure that we read the entire chapter, although I could have picked up selective portion. Worth reading all the passages, presenting the truth in its fullness is very important. We touch selectively. Accept Jesus, believe in Jesus, you are saved, all your sins are forgiven. We'll pray for you, you are healed. But then there are many more things to be understood about Christ Jesus and he calls it as a mystery, repeatedly is telling, disclosure of the mystery, what do you mean by the mystery? Have you understood the mystery about Jesus Christ? He says in verse 27, to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, which is Christ in you. That's a mystery. What is a mystery? Life in Jesus, Christ in you, that's a mystery. 
that shall display through the power by which you live the servant attitude you should have present the world in its fullness and by seeing you people shall see Christ in you and they see in you when you walk across the road or when people confront you or when you are working at home and lastly and Paul comes to this very important subject that is his favorite subject verse 28 we proclaim him admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ what a longing he is only penning down the letter but he is urging I want to present you perfect not imperfect not as a half-baked cake have you eaten half-baked cake? Yeah, I have done. <laughs> At times when time fails or electric goes up, electricity goes up, the oven stops, and you still try to bake it whatever way possible, half is half cooked inside. And you say, ah, okay, you know, scoop it out and throw it out. Okay, but then Paul's imagery of presenting perfect, he means business with that. He's admonishing. He is teaching and he is correcting so that he wants to present. And to this end, he says, to this end, I labor struggling with all his energy which so powerfully works in me. His only work with all energy and strength, he wants to see you are presented perfect. Are we all working like that? Now, this is going to be important for all of us. What is this going to apply for us? You know, many a times, you know, sometimes even I am wonderstruck. Do we have to give for a growing, mature church what to do, what not to do, do this, don't do this? Application has to come as part of your life. It is not myself or the preachers or the sermon uh, presenters give list of things what you have to do. Are you not awakened in your heart? Here Paul is talking about what he is going to do for them. And that's exactly will come to you. Are you doing that? You know many a times we are held up with lot of legalism. I know I came from you know a particular uh, place of uh, you know Christianity where you know if you don't kneel down and pray your prayers will not be answered. Do you know that? If you come to my hometown, even my mom, make sure that you kneel down and pray. Michael, otherwise God is not going to hear your prayers. Okay, I grew up like that. You know, there are things that can become cumbersome. But that doesn't mean you have to give up your spiritual discipline of kneeling down and praying. Closing your eyes and praying. The point is, many times, the legalism takes over. We forget the preeminence the headship of Jesus, the all-sufficiency of Jesus. So, live well in Jesus Christ. How much you submit to Him? How much you submit to Him? How much you take this headship of Jesus in your living? Transform life. Are they visible in every areas of your life? When you go to your marketplace, Oh, why, why should I show about my Christian life in market life? Ah, you will harass the fellow who is the seller. You better reduce the price. Hey, Budu, you don't know how to give. <laughs> These are commonly you hear. 
Okay, so my Christian life in Christ, life in Christ has to display that very living in my marketplace, in my workplace, and in my home. Oh my, yes, home is the place your mission field. That is what we emphasize during a mission conference. You don't need to equal her. Next door is your mission place. So, is that mission work, having Christ as a, in the preeminent place or keeping at the top of our head of, head of our, my life, is it visible indoors? Not equal to our indoors. Am I able to show that? And my submission to Christ will make me initiate to reach out somebody. Like Ephaphras was a great example. Timothy, a great example. I'm not going into the other passages where so many other names will uh, come up as models and samples. So, in this way, my maturity, that has to grow for which Paul was eagerly, anxiously struggling and working. So Jesus is everything. And Jesus is in my life. Life in Christ will become outstanding as Paul presented Colossians to us also. So may God help us to see the preeminence of Christ in our life and to see the producers of having to live for Christ and the power of life in Christ so that we become visibly people who will impact the society. And like Paul will only lift the name of Jesus Christ, not the do's and don'ts, but then bringing Christ-centric life in and around us. May God help us. Shall we look to God in prayer? Thank and praise you, O Lord Jesus. For the way you have revealed the mystery of the gospel. Christ in me, I in Christ. And therefore, Lord, we have all sufficient Jesus and fullness of Jesus and the completeness of Jesus in us. And so help us to transmit and also radiate this Christ headship in us and the producers of Christ in us and the power of the life in Christ in and through us. Lord, we are all called to serve you. Many times, Lord, we become futile. We become stagnant. Lord, forgive us, O Master. At times, we have failed even showing for the fruits. Will people see our lives and uh, thank God as Paul thanked for the people in Colossae? Can there be a report about my life that I am bearing fruit and having the wisdom, knowledge and understanding of the gospel? Lord, we have failed at times. But Lord, undertake our needs now to become mature and uh, have the true life in Christ Jesus and Christ in me and that is what you want us to see in our life. We also remember as this is the day the India is recognizing the persecuted church 
we pray for those who are afflicted those who are going through suffering behind the bars our own lord known christian brothers and sisters are afflicted in fatehpur right now and unduly pressurized to tell out who are the converts surely oh lord it is you who transform the life therefore we pray for those persecuted churches and also the persecuted pastors who are facing lot of trials and court cases and the believers who are unduly put under lot of tremendous pressure to deny christ stand with the oh master you will empower us oh lord there are so many opportunities now going to come for us to take the step of bold faith and in the life in jesus to be lord transmitted to others to this end we commit us all in your hand in jesus name we pray amen may the grace of our lord savior jesus christ the love of the father god and the sweet communion and fellowship abide with us now and forevermore amen